Run to God's Kingdom by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. There is a big difference between loving God through the influence of a religious spirit than loving Him through our own spirit that loves Him in line with truth. Those that love Him through their spirit will show fruit by keeping His commandments and obeying His will while forfeiting theirs. The scripture at Colossians chapter 1 verse 27 tells us it is Christ in us that is our hope of glory. Those that know the Lord can recognize Him ministering through others. The religious spirit, on the other hand, will mock and scoff the gifting in those around them and even say the ministry Christ performs through them is of the enemy or fake. These spirits will bend God's rules, twist scripture to fit their vessel's situation, and belittle guidance through his chosen leadership. You see, Satan's purpose for sending these spirits among us is to break up God's governing body and cause dissension among the family of God. Religious spirits are prominent members of the Babylonian Empire, directly birthed through their harlot mother, Mystery Babylon. They are evil, cruel, and mean. They are clever and may be stealthily hiding behind a martyr spirit that appears helpless or hurt with a trumped-up sob story to draw in its victim. Their prey will be ones that the religious spirit can use for personal gain. They will go to all extremes to attain their goal and fulfill Satan's destructive plan. Where will you find these evil spirits? In any setting where people that love God are gathered together. These spirits are particularly found where God's people are taught end-time truth. You see, this knowledge hastens Satan's end and is the blueprint for the restoration of God's people as well as direction to the kingdom of God. There are certain characteristics that expose these wicked spirits. In the people they live through, you will find disputes, disagreements, challenges, against the validity of authority and no respect for God's gifting in them. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 1 through 7 gives us a good look at ones possessed with these spirits. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 1 through 7. But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanders, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Beware, they may appear handsome, religiously knowledgeable, full of fun and humor, or could on the other hand be little and frail, sad and pouty. But the fruit we just read about will eventually reveal them. God is not an author of confusion or chaos, but I guarantee you will find it around the religious spirit. It has its own agenda.
It doesn't want to move on with God's plan. It therefore tries to take its victims back to the Seventh-day Church. It hates change. Atonement, God's altar, His rest are all subjects just talked about, but not a reality. Sadly, without experiencing these things, there will not be regeneration, restoration, a new heaven or new earth for us. Its victims will remain an endangered species. You see, the religious spirit appears godly, always talking religiously about the Lord. Don't be fooled, people of God. If you listen and look closely, you will receive some disturbing warnings from your spirit man and the Christ within you. Here is a good example of a religious spirit entering into a trusted man of God. Matthew chapter 16 verse 23. But he, Jesus, turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God but the things of men. This reprimand seems harsh and out of character for Jesus, but that is how he handled this spirit. The scribes and the Pharisees were also wonderful vessels for the religious spirit to dwell in. Matthew chapter 23 verses 31 through 36 reveals the spirits and the response of the Lord to them. Therefore, you are witnesses against yourselves, that you are sons of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up, then, the measure of your father's guilt. Serpents, brood of vipers, how can you escape the condemnation of hell? Therefore, indeed, I send you prophets, wise men, and scribes. Some of them you will kill and crucify, and some of them you will scourge in your synagogues and persecute from city to city that on you may come all the righteous blood shed on the earth, from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. Assuredly, I say to you, all these things will come upon this generation because of the religious spirits that worked in them. You see, those that harbor these spirits will advise you what to do to be in God's will but not do it themselves. If they do perform, it is to show off or make people think they are about God's work. Show-offs that make long prayers want to be seen as spiritual, godly. They love money, enjoy sitting in the best seats, relishing the recognition of man. On and on. But let's look at a scripture where a young, apparently godly girl was afflicted with the religious spirit also. Acts chapter 16, verses 17 and 18. This girl followed Paul in us and cried out, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. She told the truth, but Paul was not fooled, and this she did for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. She was young, spiritual, spoke religiously, could fool most people. She was prophetically gifted by God until an evil spirit turned her into a psychic. But the Holy Spirit revealed the religious spirit to Paul and he cast it out. These spirits hated Jesus, said he had Beelzebub operating through him, 
And guess what? They hate his people today just as badly. You see, authority rubs the nature of the religious spirit wrong. They need their vessels to be the best, the top, the important ones. Another key to spotting people possessed by a religious spirit is they hate to be corrected, causing them to become unteachable. Remember Colossians chapter 1 verse 27? To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Well, if it is Christ in us, the hope of glory, then it would be the Lord through his leadership guiding and training them, correct? These spirits therefore eventually turn their victims away from the Lord himself by causing division between God's people and his leadership. Now, they win. Christ is the Word, the way, truth, and life. The Word promises regeneration, restoration not only for us, but all creation. We must therefore have a love for the Word, for truth, for Christ, so we can mature into the children of God He needs for this end time to manifest His victorious plan. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 53 through 55 shows part of God's wonderful plan for us. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death! Where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? Romans chapter 8 verses 18 through 21 reveals God's plan for salvation. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us, Christ in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God the ones blessed at 1 Corinthians. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope, that we would love truth, rely on him, and enter his rest and manifest his plan, because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. What a wonderful promise! Remember, I said the religious spirit will lead its victim back to the seventh day? Here is why. Because it knows God has moved his people to the eighth day, closer to the victory we just read about. The enemy knows the eighth day knowledge shines the light on the path to victory. Therefore, it tries to make God's people seventh day lukewarm old wineskins. One satisfied with moldy seventh-day knowledge because they don't have to change. The spirits are quite aware of what will happen to their victims. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verses 11 and 12 tells us what happens to those the spirits lead astray. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie of evil spirits, that they all might be damned who believed not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. See why these evil spirits must make God's people be at odds with those that bring truth? They know full well he had a plan for our restoration before the earth was even formed.
Did you realize or understand those that really love God have been faithfully manifesting His plan throughout the ages? These that walked in His will were preserving the truth that would bring His people to this end time. Now it is our turn and Satan's spirits mean to stop us. But guess what? We have already won. Father predestined Christ's victory before the foundation of the earth, and because we are born through him, the victory belongs to us, his family. Isaiah chapter 46 verse 10 shows God still controls the destiny of those that love him. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are not yet done, haven't been manifested as yet, saying, My counsel shall stand. It will happen, though, and I will do all my pleasure. All will come to pass that pleases him. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verses 9 and 10 says it this way. That which has been is what will be. That which is done is what will be done. And there is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which it may be said, See, this is new. It has already been in ancient times before us. So we must not believe spirits that tell us the promises are not for today or not for us. Signs of the end are happening all over the world, across the earth. The word says that the generation that sees these things will not pass away before the end comes. Matthew chapter 24 verses 32 through 34. Now learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near, at the doors. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. This is why the religious spirits will try to either discourage us, make us waver in our faith, or pull us out of God's will altogether to stop us from receiving the promises. Romans chapter 8 verse 28 And we know that all things work together for good. For who? To those who love God. To those who are the called according to His purpose. See why these spirits try to derail our walk? They will make crooked paths look good and try to convince us there is better opportunity or more happiness on that path. We must fill ourselves with the word to stay on track. Isaiah chapter 33 verse 6 encourages us to hunger for God's knowledge. Wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times and the strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. Not only will the word be our stability through these end times, but if we follow its direction for our salvation, we will become heirs of his promises. Galatians chapter 3 verse 29. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise, a predestined plan. This should make our spirits jump for joy. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 will show you what I mean. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man. We have never seen perfection, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Isaiah 
Chapter 14, verse 24, shows us the promises will happen. The Lord of hosts has sworn, saying, Surely, as I have thought, so it shall come to pass, and as I have purposed, so it shall stand. And we that love him and have his knowledge are heirs. Now, be aware about the time we really get these promises in our spirits and get excited. The religious spirit will tell us we don't have anything to offer the kingdom. We are not gifted like others. They are liars. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 proves this. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand, predestined, that we should walk in them. The works we are called to do are already accomplished, so how can we fail or say we can't do them? God manifests them through us if we don't let these religious spirits sway us. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 4 and 5 Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 9 and 10, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation exemption from any rule of requirements according to his plan of the fullness of the times when all the end time signs in Matthew chapter 24 are happening. He might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth. In him, the two realms become one in the last Adam, Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 45 and so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. Side note, the natural and the supernatural become one in his kingdom. Remember, he walked the earth in the coolness of the day. When the two realms become one, we will be able to walk and talk with those in both realms. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. And then we will be one big family in sync with God and all of creation. So don't let religious spirits deter you. They will tell you, you're not good enough. God doesn't love you. Or maybe that the end is not for this generation. On and on. Lies. More filthy lies spoken by religious spirits trying to abort God's predestined plan for the restoration of all creation. But let me let you in on a little secret. Jeremiah prophesied about these problems many years ago. Remember, all things are predestined. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15. And I will give you shepherds according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 8 says these shepherds were gifts from Jesus. Therefore he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now let's look at what these gifts were. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11. 
and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. These gifts are the fulfillment of Jeremiah's prophecy. Where are they? Sadly, for the most part, they are caught up in the world's churches, happy with their titles, position, salary, and oblivious of their real duties. How did this happen? Because the mother of the world's church, Mystery Babylon of Revelation, released her religious spirits like sirens to draw them in. Revelation chapter 18 verses 1 through 4. After these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having a great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory. And he cried mightily with a loud voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit, and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. For all the nations, the world and her systems, have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth, her leaders, have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, and lest you receive of her plagues. Revelation chapter 17 unveils her further. Revelation chapter 17 verses 3 and 5. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman, Babylon, sitting on a scarlet beast, Satan's government, which was full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads, perfect authority, and ten horns, complete power, and on her forehead a name was written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. She is the evil mother of the religious spirits we have been discussing and the home of many of God's called leadership. She rides the back of the beast, and those harvested to her by these spirits have learned to ride the beast as well. So in closing, if those you look to for spiritual covering are entangled with the affairs of this world, run. Babylon and her religious spirits have found a home there. Look at their fruit. If they are immoral, disinterested in end-time truth, don't like change, if they are trying to repair this world rather than manifest God's kingdom, get out, run, 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 run to God's kingdom. I feel like I did nothing but trip over my tongue. My mouth is so dry. That's all it took this time. It took us an hour. <laughs> the last we've time. We've been in here for fifty fifty five minutes, but we've not been recording that long. Call her for sitting, sit up, yeah. and ready and everything. Yeah.